Welcome to the second series in the Wallace Foundation's Principal Pipeline podcast. I'm Lucas Held, Director of Communications at the Wallace Foundation. And we've added this second series of podcasts in order to discuss major new findings from a study of the Foundation's six-year Principal Pipeline initiative. The multi-year implementation and effects study in the pipeline was conducted jointly by Policy Studies Associates and the RAND Corporation. And importantly, the evidence from this study of pipelines is strong enough to make pipelines eligible for federal funding under the Every Student Succeeds Act. Now, when we talk about a principal pipeline, we mean a comprehensive district-led effort to put into place four interlocking components, rigorous leader standards, high-quality pre-service principal preparation, data-informed hiring and placement, and well-aligned on-the-job support and evaluation, especially for new principals. Those four components can also be accompanied by system supports to help make pipelines work, and those include leader tracking systems and new roles for principal supervisors. Now, in prior episodes, we discussed the impact pipelines have on student achievement and principal retention, as well as how impact was measured and how pipelines are carried out. And today, we're going to talk about how districts have sustained their efforts after the official Wallace portion of the Principal Pipeline Initiative ended. So with that, let me give a warm welcome to my guests who are from three of the six districts participating in the Principal Pipeline Initiative. Marina Cofield is the Senior Executive Director of the Office of Leadership in the New York City School System, and that's the nation's largest. Tricia McManus is Assistant Superintendent of Leadership, Professional Development, and School Transformation for the Hillsborough County, Florida Public Schools. And Glenn Pethel, who was a guest on a prior uh, episode of the podcast, as I believe was Tricia, uh, is the Assistant Superintendent of Leadership Development for the Gwinnett County, Georgia School System. And thanks to each of you for making the time to talk with us today. And first, Let's make a definition. I want to be clear about what we mean by sustaining the pipelines. And here, a 2019 report from Policy Studies Associates found that two years after Wallace funding ended, the district commitment remained strong. And it's interesting to note that each district has institutionalized a high-level position of director of leadership development as part of the superintendent's cabinet. So, Tricia, let's start with you. Why do you think Hillsborough decided to continue funding for pipelines? And what role did leader standards play? So in Hillsborough County Public Schools, we do believe that leadership is the key lever for improving schools. Um, the current release has actually proven that across the six uh, districts that have been part of the principal pipeline. And so because we believe that about leadership, um, we decided to continue the pipeline and all of the components of the pipeline, which, which include the four um, components that you already discussed, which were leader standards, pre-service training, selective hiring, and then on-the-job evaluation um, and support. And so our district believes that if we have the right principal in every one of our schools, that they will create the right conditions for teachers to be the best they can be so that student 
learning will be at an optimal level and we will have successful schools. And so leader standards, um, so that's why we've continued the funding and leader standards, which is one of the least expensive part of the pipeline um, is the critical foundation for all other components of the pipeline. And so knowing what it is you want your principals to know to do, um, knowing the competencies needed to be a successful school principal, form the foundation for every other component of the pipeline. And so that is a key in not only creating a, a strong pipeline, but sustaining it over time. Well, that's that's really helpful, Tricia. And it's uh, great that you really described a through line from principals to teachers to student learning. So since that's the uh, uh, largest goal, uh, it made sense for Hillsborough to continue to use that lever for uh, of leadership for student achievement. Just a, a brief question on context. Is it unusual for an initiative that's funded by an outside entity, whether a foundation or, or something else, to be sustained? I imagine Hillsborough has a lot of things that it tries out. Are most of them sustained? So this is sustained because this is actually about the people um, and we've invested in people. And so that's how we've sustained this initiative. This is not a program. Um, this is a system. It's a process where we've invested in people. Um, so do we sustain everything? No, but I will tell you from the beginning, day one of Wallace's partnership, we already had to show across the board how we were sustaining those four components. Um, and so we, we, we were primed to do that from day one. Really interesting, and, and also, I think, very helpful to hear your distinction between a program as opposed to a process that really is how the system, uh, system functions. So let, let, let's, uh, that's a great segue to uh, 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 Glenn Pethel. So um, Gwinnett, which has really put a deep emphasis on leadership for many years, was engaged in building pipelines before this initiative began. And how did the principal pipeline initiative that uh, uh, you partnered with Wallace change or enhance that work, Glenn? First, it caused us to be more thoughtful. Perhaps some of the things that we had put in place, we had put in place because other people had done that. But this initiative caused us to think more deeply about what we were doing and perhaps how we were doing that. Another word that comes to mind is intentional. This initiative caused us to be more intentional in what we were doing. So Tricia talked about leader standards. Uh, for us, it caused us to think more deeply about what leaders should know and be able to do. And along the way, we were able to enhance our standards. So using that as an example, we had standards in place but this initiative caused us to be more thoughtful, to take another look, uh, to be more intentional, and it, it caused us to expand our knowledge of what school leaders should know and be able to do. Can you uh, can you give the our listeners a little example of something that might have been changed or added on that that hadn't been there before? One, for example, when we talk about what leaders should know and be able to do, we sometimes forget that there are attitudinal or dispositional areas or behaviors. Uh, sometimes those are called competencies. Uh, we use a number of different words perhaps to describe uh, one thing, uh, which may illustrate how we sometimes have difficulty with our words. But what are uh, the attitudes or the dispositions? 
Sometimes I've heard those referred to as talents. And those often are referred to as the soft skills. So it, this initiative caused us to think long and hard about those soft skills and how we measure those and how we monitor those along the way. So a lot of discussion to get to an agreement on what those were. And I imagine that not all principles have the same because no two people ever have the same uh, suite of skills and uh, competencies. You're absolutely right. And uh, it may be not that any particular attitude or disposition or behavior is correct, but as we broaden our understanding, and again, I think this initiative has allowed us to do that, uh, the more we, we know, uh, the, the more we can understand about how a candidate fits uh, for a position for a school with a school community. So it's partly about uh, 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 continuing to learn and enhance the pipelines and thinking about, uh, in, in the example you just gave, what is the right fit for the particular school. Well, we've been talking about sustaining uh, principal pipelines and their four components, but the four components, as mentioned earlier, also have some uh, system support. So let's turn to uh, the great metropolis of New York City and Marina Cofield. And Marina, why don't you tell us a bit about how New York City thinks about uh, uh, and deploys principal supervisors who are one of the two system supports along with leader tracking system. What's the current arrangement uh, and, and how is that changing? Well, in a system as large and as diverse as ours, you know, we have um, about 1,600 schools in our system um, covering a huge range of um, neighborhoods and communities. Um, the principal supervisor really plays a critical role. Um, those principal supervisors are very closely connected to the communities that they serve, and they understand the unique strengths and the needs and challenges in the communities and the schools that they supervise. Um, they're really sort of the eyes and ears on the ground to inform the work that needs to happen at the central office. Um, we organize our principal supervisors in a few different ways. Um, uh, for pre-K to eight schools, uh, the principal super supervisors are organized geographically by community. Um, and then we have separate high school um, principal supervisors who are organized by borough. Um, one big change that's happened over the last several years is that those um, principal supervisors have been really um, put at the forefront of, of, as the instructional leaders of the schools that they supervise. And they've taken on a dual role of supervision and support. Um, I think in the past, they were really seen primarily just as supervisors, and there was a whole different group of people who were providing support. But those two roles have been brought together. Um, and so the principal supervisors now are in a position to really organize the professional learning for the principals that they supervise and really provide coaching and supports for them. And one other thing that's new um, just within the last couple of years is that there's an additional layer that's put in place as, that we call the executive superintendent. That's the supervisor of the principal supervisors. And they've been been put in place to provide professional development and supports for those principal supervisors and help coordinate um, efforts between central office and the schools. Really uh, in, in interesting description. And Marina, it used to be said that the job of the principal was a very lonely job, long hours. Do, do principal supervisors make a difference in connecting, helping pe uh, principals feel connected to each other and to districts? 
Absolutely. I think that um, particularly we see in the community school districts that those um, principal supervisors are bringing their principals together on a monthly basis to learn from, from and alongside one another to make sense of the different initiatives that are um, being handed down from um, the central office and to really support one another in, um, in growing their schools and accelerating student learning. Really interesting, and it's, uh, it, it echoes uh, Glenn's points about continuing to really learn and develop uh, at all levels uh, of, of the system. Um, it's been said on occasion that all education improvement efforts at some point come down to money, so let's talk a little bit about uh, dollars and cents. Uh, there is a cost to continuing this work. All uh, three districts have sustained it. Um, during the initiative, we, knew, we know that about a third of the funding came from Wallace, and that was mostly for um, one-time investments and in system supports. And Rand found uh, in a separate cost study that the overall pipeline costs just under half a percent of the district's annual expenditure. So uh, let's turn to you, uh, Tricia. Um, what difference has the cost made in Hillsborough's ability to um, sustain the pipeline? So I, many of the one-time costs were to help us bring partners to the table that could really help us think differently um, about how we are uh, selecting leaders, about how we are succession planning for future leaders, developing leaders. And so um, as we met with partners um, from day one, every partnership was built on the premise that they are going to build capacity of district leaders to keep the work going. So we do not want to have a partner that we have to actually um, invest in forever. And so mo many of our partnerships started with one or two years with these thought partners at the table with us, helping us design the systems, helping us design the practices, and then they trained our own district leadership. Um, and so again, we are now owning, we own, we all own. My, my, our motto is we all own the pipeline in Hillsboro because we also use our own school-based leaders, our own principal supervisors, to do uh, the lift of selecting future leaders. I mean, they're trained. They serve on the panels. Um, they, they are the folks that are developing the leaders in our aspiring leaders programs, our aspiring principal programs. We are capitalizing on the talents within our own system. So again, those are one-time costs that, um, that we funded, but n always with the goal that we would actually sustain those practices ourselves. And so the pipeline, um, it, it's not only uh, funding that leads to sustainability, it's also what your district believes should be part of the culture or what becomes part of the culture. And so I will say that what becomes part of the culture is even more important than funding as far as sustainability. So the strong pipeline and, and the components of the pipeline are now part of each of the six districts, including Hillsborough's culture and all parts and components of the pipeline are actually implemented by folks within the system. It's a really interesting point, and it's said that something is sustained when it becomes institutionalized. I think you've given us a really uh, great definition in uh, five words. We all own the pipeline. Mm -hmm. It doesn't belong to one department or one person as part of what, what, the, what the system does, Ter terrifically helpful. Um, Glenn, let's turn uh, to uh, another system support, which is leader uh, a tracking system. Um, this might be a new concept to folks. It sounds uh, uh, something digital, so maybe give us a brief flavor 
of, of what it is. We often say that we are data rich, but information poor. And I think that's especially true for school districts. And what that means is that we collect a lot of information, but we store that information in any number of different ways. A leader tracking system, simply put, is just an automated system. It's a way of pulling all of that data where we are rich and pulling it together uh, in, in a way, uh, in a systematic approach, so that we can retrieve that data and we can match data when we need to. For example, uh, historically, all of us have collected data about a principal's past experiences, where they taught, uh, how they were prepared, where they were prepared. Perhaps we kept historical information on their job performance. We kept information on their professional learning experiences. A leader tracking system takes that data that may be located in a human resources software package. It takes data that may be simply stored away as a paper file somewhere. And it brings all of that data together so that uh, we have what we would call the business intelligence so that we can improve our decision making. So for all of us, these leader tracking systems have taken the form of being web pages, being dashboards that have been created that pull from that automated system, and uh, some tools along the way. So again, they help us to uh, answer uh, quickly and easily uh, problems that we're trying to solve for, specifically when we're trying to ensure best fit uh, with a vacancy at a school. So we go to our data, uh, again, uh, which may have been a loose, loosely connected in the past. And the beautiful thing is that the leader tracking system now tightly pulls that data together so that we are information rich as well as data rich. Well, I want to thank uh, each of our uh, three panelists, uh, Marina Cofield, uh, Tricia McManus, and Glenn Pethel. I think they have helped all of us listening become more information rich. And just to pull out uh, a couple of themes, uh, we heard from uh, Marina that the uh, uh, pipelines are ways of strengthening uh, the principal and uh, uh, the principal's role in the community by providing coaching and connecting. Uh, we've heard Tricia note that we all own the pipeline, which suggests an extraordinary degree of uh, institutionalization. And uh, we've heard the theme of uh, improved decision-making and data collection uh, uh, to make uh, uh, better uh, uh, to, to make better choices, and we also heard uh, uh, to, to close this podcast. I think a reaffirmation of the wisdom of connecting investments in leadership to what ultimately our schools are seeking to do, which is to provide every child the opportunity to fulfill his or her potential. So let's thank our three panelists again, and we'll see you next time.